Well, welcome to Monday Night Therapy with John and Todd. I have not heard from him. It is Monday night, right? They're playing Monday night football. The Rose Bowl was, you know, the Rose Bowl was kind of an ass kick and it was kind of surprising. Uh, but the Rose Bowl just finished a bit ago and now my wife and son are watching the Bills versus, uh, who is it, the Bengals? Joe Burrow? I can't remember. Anyway, hello guys. Uh, welcome to Monday night. I don't know where Todd is. I haven't heard from him. We do had, we did have a plan. I mean, we had a whole thing planned and uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Hey, terrible, just terrible. Thanks for being here. All right. So what happened in the past uh, few days? Well, there were a lot of bowl games. Uh, we're going to start with, we're going to start with the the men basketball team kicking the crap out of Iowa, and they did kind of kick the crap out of Iowa. Um, I guess, you know, I kept I kept thinking the other shoe was going to drop and we were going to fall apart, and then they did what they've been doing most of the season. They they played good basketball. They played incredible defense. They, uh, I, they beat the hell out of Iowa. It was kind of interesting. I don't know if Iowa's that good, but I don't know if the rest of the Big Ten is good, that uh, uh, that good either. So, I mean, tomorrow is a test against Michigan State, and we won't have Blaze Keita, a big guy. I think William, Wilhelm Breidenbach has come along pretty well, uh, giving some minutes, getting some rebounds, and getting some shots, and mostly irritating people on defense. And I think that's the key to this team's success is irritating the other team on defense. They clearly frustrated Iowa. And that's what made it a good game. Oh my God, look. Someone's here. Should I let him in late? Should I let him in late? My God. I have to calm myself. I have to oh. calm myself. Sorry. Oh, what, the, what the hell? Sorry. Did, what the hell? Did we ask you to come down out of the mountains or something? Uh. <laughs> You're looking much more serial killery than you did last week. More serial killery? Okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Now, if you just got some of them Wilhelm Breidenbach glasses. Yeah, that's what I need. I, I've i got my, uh, I, I do have my readers handy tonight. So those are not Wilhelm Breidenbach glasses. We, there was a, there was a prominent, I can't remember who it was, who it was uh, a prominent national basketball writer that commented on Wilhelm Breidenbach and said, that looks like a guy who's thought about making furniture out of people's bodies. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's our guy. That's the guy we want as a big guy. Okay, I went over men's basketball uh, beating up on Iowa, so we can now start on the next segment, you know, since you're now here, Mr. Late Guy, and that is the, did, did you want to say anything about your lateness? Did you want to give us any excuses? Absolutely no excuses. No excuses. I, I apologize. I hate it when people are late. Uh, just trying to wrap a few things up, and I and I kind of... Uh, you forgot uh, about me. <laughs> you forgot about everybody. I forgot about shame, everybody. Shame, shame on you. You, you, shame. Boy, I have this, you have this Scott Frost puffy eye thing going. Oh, I I tell you what, I've got bags in my eyes that I think you could carry walnuts in. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, oh my God! I almost uh, I almost killed myself there. All right, 
Let's move on. It's bowl. We're going to go over the bowl games, Todd. Hey, I don't perfect. think we have to go over all of them. Oh, uh, God. We do, we do have the list there. Uh, the Big Ten versus SEC Bowl Games 2022. I mean, the, the Big Ten started out beating everybody, and then when it came to the big bowl games, they, they just uh, they had they had a chance of getting two teams into the college football playoff national title game, and they but, didn't. Uh, oh my God, Matt Hansen says a Buffalo Bill is give, being given to CPR has been down for nine minutes. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Um, shoot. Well, for the first game, you, you know, that, that we have on the list, I'm not sure Iowa beat Kentucky. You, 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 you don't beat a team when two of your touchdowns are pick sixes. I mean, Cooper DeGene, you know, he's, he's an incredible player, but Iowa is so pissed. Kentucky did not want to play, you know, I mean, it's just kind of so? like, no, and it's kind of like Purdue today. They didn't even want to show up. And, you know, that, that sucks because, um, you know, they had maybe a dozen fans that went to watch the game from Kentucky. And, you know, so those people spent some of their hard-earned money to watch that disaster. That was that was pathetic. I, You know, and I'm not one of these guys, and I know, you know, maybe that's a debate that we can get into um, I'm not a cheer for the Big Ten for the sake of the Big Ten guy. I mean, no, it, it looks nice at the end if your conference does well, but, you know, screw it. You didn't cheer for Iowa? People. You didn't cheer for Iowa? I will not cheer for Iowa. I will not. Uh, under any circumstances, I will not cheer for Iowa. I was going to put up so. some scenarios for you, but we'll just move on. Purdue gets beat by LSU sixty-three to seven. Day, did you did you bother with any of? I didn't even bother. I didn't watch any games today. I tried to get caught up on some stuff today. I watched a lot of games the last few days, but I saw that score. You know, and you know Jeff Brome's gone. Half the team decided to sit the game out. It sounded like uh, Drew Brees shows why, up because why didn't they just opt out of the game? That's what I wonder. If you're not going to put a if you're not going to put a viable team on the field, I think that you should opt out. Now, people are going to say, "Well, that's bullshit." You know, these guys can get some practice in, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, they that was that was just a horrible performance by Purdue. Okay, horrible performance by Purdue. Yeah, uh, you need to tag some of these questions coming up. The I next am, game, I you, am. Next game you had uh, on the list, well, we'll talk about the Georgia-Ohio State in a bit. Um, Mississippi State beating Illinois. Um, you know, I kind of thought Illinois, and again, I didn't watch the game today. I just kind of followed along with some notes. I kind of thought Illinois might play better than that. Um, yeah, but Chase you know, Brown I, I kinda, was gone. Well, Chase Brown was gone, but, you know, they've – well, I guess Chase Brown has been a big part of their offense. And, again – opting out because he's going to the NFL. And you know you know who didn't opt out? To Alabama. Alabama players. Three Alabama yeah. players, including the, the Heisman Trophy winner from a year ago, Bryce Young. They all played. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, 
I'm sick of this crap of players opting out. And I know, you know, I've caught hell for it when I've posted that on Corn Nation from people. You know, they're only acting their self-interest. And what about that quarterback from Ole Miss last year that chose to play and then he got hurt, you know, and maybe he got knocked down in the draft a little bit. I don't give a crap. You make a commitment to your you make a commitment to your team to play football through the season. I think it's just garbage. If there's some way you could punish those sons of bitches that decide not to play, I wish they could do it. Um, I think it's kind of the same way where um, coach from Virginia Tech had a video out, and apparently there were a couple of players that went into the portal that wanted to play and in the bowl game, and he said no. And I agree with that 100%. They're out the door. You go in right. the portal. I mean, once you, you enter your name in the portal, it's kind of like – why are you going to waste my time anymore? I'm going to put it toward these guys that want to be here. Exactly. Yeah, and then, gonna... and I can't remember, was it Oklahoma? Somebody, another team had guys in the portal and the coach wanted them to still play and they didn't play. I mean, you know, it's just, I don't know. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. My hat off to the Beamer guy. Um, I guess maybe he's not at Virginia Tech. That was his dad. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're in the portal. You don't play. Were you were you sad for Ohio State? Not at all. Really? Um, no. Um, Todd's no, a cutthroat. No, I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain it here in just a minute. But I think you know. I, I I said before the games even started on Saturday, I was cheering for TCU and Ohio State. Those were the two teams that I was really pulling for. And I think, and I even went back and I tried to find it. I think somewhere I'm recorded as saying that I thought TCU could beat Michigan. And, um, you know, not too many people did, but I, I just kind of had that gut feeling. So um, with Ohio State, did I feel bad for them? No. And the reason I didn't feel bad for them was you can't feel bad for a team that plays in a game at that level that is back and forth, back and forth. There, and, and, you know, people want to say they would have won that game if Marvin Harrison Jr. hadn't gotten knocked out of the game. Probably could. Um, but I didn't hear anybody saying that Georgia may have shut him down if that linebacker that was on the sideline for them that hasn't played in the last however many games because of a season-ending injury, you know, that was supposedly, you know, their best their best defensive player. I didn't hear people saying that, well, if he'd have been healthy, there's no way that Ohio State would have beat him. You know, get off that right. crap. It's the nature of the flipping game. Targeting penalty? Hell yeah, that was targeting. But how many times have we seen targeting, you know, get called and we think, oh, there's no way that was targeting. And then on the flip side, probably more so than any, you know, any other time, um, any other, the, the other flip side is, is we see targeting calls all the time that, you know, go to video review or whatever. And for some reason are not called. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, be all pissed off because a call like that is doesn't doesn't happen or whatever in a national champ get over it that's that's the way things go but well, we'll come back to that in a minute the targeting thing i you know i some somebody else here okay I'll, let me get a message up uh devnal devnal 220 says sad for the kicker not Ohio State. I did do a kind of a reaction video to uh, a bar that dropped 
balloons right at the same yeah. time that Ohio State lost in Columbus, Nebraska, or Columbus, Ohio, Ohio. But I, I, you know, C.J. Stroud went on that long run at the end of the game and got him in field goal range, and then they just did nothing. They did, they nothing, did nothing to improve. Yeah, which I just was shocked by that. I well, mean, they couldn't it, run the ball, but I didn't think anybody expected them to be able to run the ball against Georgia's defensive line. No, and Georgia had an incredible team, an incredible defense that th th their team got off. As a team, they got off to an incredibly slow start in the first half. Stetson Bennett, you know, I don't know, maybe it was just an off game for him to begin with or maybe something was going on. But, um, you know, they finally woke up, and Ohio State had no answer for the blitz other than when C.J. Stroud would run. Um, you know, it just – I was frustrated at the end because I thought Ohio State could have put themselves in a much better situation to win that game rather than having that kicker, you know, have to kick a 49-yard uh, yard field goal. So I feel bad for the kicker, but you know what? They signed up for it. They signed up for it. And you know that kid, that kid was, you know, dreaming since he was a little guy in the backyard of kicking a field goal to win a ball game like that. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Okay, Michigan and TCU. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Exciting game. Um, you know, two teams that just, you know, faced off and were just knocking the tar out of each other the whole game. Um, I, was, I was really impressed with how physical TCU was. They were more physical than, than Michigan, which I didn't think that was possible. Um, Michigan's offensive line was recognized as the Joe Moore award winners or whatever that award is, is the best offensive line in the country. And um, TCU just made them look average for the better part of the game. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm also biased. I was, I've been a TCU fan ever since uh, Max Duggan, you know, left Council Bluffs, Iowa to go down there and play. And, um, you know, Max Duggan, was a quarterback at Lewis Central High School, which played in the same conference of a school where I was a principal for many years. I had left Creston when Max was in high school, but um, I've always had that connection. I've had very good friends that um, went to Lewis Central, and I've always followed them. They've been good people out there. His dad was his high school coach, Jim Duggan, and Jim Duggan was a, he was a coaching institution in Council Bluffs, first at St. Albert, and then he left and then he ended up coming back to Lewis Central. And, and Max Duggan deserved the Heisman. He should have had the Heisman. Um, there's no question in my mind he was he certainly earned it. Um, but man, what a story. Um, I, yeah, I just I just love that game. Matt Hansen says he was shocked by TCU's physicality. You know what I was shocked by? I was shocked by Michigan Every time they brought pressure, TCU had the blitz or, you know, would call a screen, call a delay. <laughs> Every time Michigan brought pressure, they paid for it dearly with uh, some big plays they gave up. And I just thought, what? Well, just stop, stop, stop blitzing, stop bringing pressure. I mean, they're killing you. They, they outdid them in the chess match that was that game. Uh, all right, so Dev Null comes back. Dev Null 2020 says, the two college football playoff games prove that refs don't know what a catch touchdown is or what targeting is. Both games heavily impacted by the refs. 
What do you think? I got a secret. Oh God. I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to let this secret out. Every fucking game that exists is impacted by the referees. Football, basketball, wrestling, baseball, softball, they call them umpires in those games. Soccer, it doesn't make a goddamn difference what game it is. There's referees. They're human beings, and they are going to have an impact on the game. I had this argument with my dad when he was 70 years old, and I thought he was going to have a flipping heart attack because he was arguing the position that referees do, in fact, cause teams' games. Bullshit. Bullshit. There are so many opportunities. There are so many different things that happen over the course of a game. Don't hang it on the referees. Do something to win. Wow. Holy <laughs> Roger Moore comes back and says, brutal secret. Holy shit there, Todd. Uh, we're sorry that I, whoop, I don't know what that means. Uh, brutal secret. I'm sorry that we did make you come down from. I'm wound for set down. Apparently, <laughs> you know those were wonderful games to watch. Was that a touchdown? You know, for that the Michigan player had. I thought. Uh, you know, I thought probably. I thought it probably was, but you know, he was sitting on his ass. He was sitting on his ass and did not have possession of the ball. But you can sit on your ass and catch the ball. I know. But when he was sitting on his ass and didn't have possession of the ball, he was not in the end zone. He was like that. He was not like in this. the end zone until he fell back. I don't know. Maybe he, it was. It was a touchdown. They got screwed. Okay. And right. Gaboski isn't here. It, it, I guess uh, Bob Maston says Monday Night Football has been suspended. Uh, Is that suspected that or suspended? Suspended because they are apparently had a player with a medical emergency on the field. and You know and, what? Isn't that something? My God. Yeah. You know, I remember. And I vaguely, and, yeah. I vaguely remember watching a game when I was a little kid. And for whatever reason, I remember it was the Detroit Lions. And there was a guy that died on the field. Yeah. <sighs> And James wow. Marshall says player might have died. Oh my God, you know uh, that is yeah that is the worst of it. But they did CPR on me for a long freaking time yeah, before they got me back to life. And okay, you know, it I, says that what I see is the Bills Bengal game has been delayed after Bills cornerback Darian Hamlin collapsed on the field and received CPR. The good thing is, is that most football players like that are in extremely good shape. So, yeah. you know, their chances of recovery from that are a hell of a lot better than, uh, well, mine and yours, honestly. Well, I'm, yes, and I'm going to absolutely remain hopeful that um, that they come out of it. That he comes out of this, absolutely. Absolutely. And the NFL That's is not going to show anything like that on live TV, so... And I don't think anybody needs to see it, honestly. You know, on a personal note, uh, one of the things that bothered me about when I was in the hospital, nobody ever took any photos of me. 
hooked up to machines and my wife said we did not want anything like that to exist ever. We didn't want to remember any of it. So um, there you go. All right, we're going to move on with the, the rest of this. Any more bowl stuff? Well, wait, we Tulane and USC. Yeah, isn't that fun? Did you I, watch it? You know, I, I didn't know. I didn't watch any games today. Well, you know what? Actually, I did watch a little bit of the Rose Bowl because I have to watch the Rose Bowl to see the San Mateo Mountains at sunset. There's nothing more gorgeous than that. Um, and it was raining. I don't think it ever rains at the at the Rose Bowl. I texted my my cousin who goes to a few USC games out there, and I said, I didn't think it ever rained at the Rose Bowl. And he says, well, if there's not California teams in the Rose Bowl, then it does rain. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, USC getting beat by Tulane, I love it. I'm kind of like you, John. Um, no love lost with uh, uh, Lincoln Riley. And uh, we, I, I don't need to see USC. I mean, they got a great fight song. Their band is so cool, and they got the best damn-looking cheerleader dancers. I mean, you know, just holy smokes. But I don't need their football team to win. <laughs> holy shit, Todd. Okay, here's the deal with USC. With four minutes and 30 seconds left in the game, they had a 15-point lead, a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. Then they gave up a two-play, 63-yard touchdown drive. Uh, USC responded by fumbling the kickoff and started at the one-yard line. USC took a safety. I had to obviously give the ball back to Tulane after they take the, took the safety and uh, gave up another 66-yard TD drive. I mean, it was phenomenal. I think, you know who won that game, Todd? You know who won that game? America, America won that game. Um, exactly. America Good won job. That game. Good job, Todd. You're coming over to the non-commie side finally. Maybe <laughs> 2023 will be a fantastic year for you. <laughs> you know, it's I love it. I you know, I wanted I wanted so bad to see Kansas State win against Alabama. You know, I watched so much of that game. And it was nice to see Adrian Martinez get some snaps in that game and, and run into ball like you know, we watched him for four years. I mean, I'm so happy for him. But, you know, I just love it when a, when a Tulane pops up and beats USC, a blue blood. You know, those things are just wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, apparently, Rutgers knocks off number one Purdue at home tonight. So there's a, that's a huge thing. They got it done and we didn't get it done. Uh, yeah, Lincoln Riley, I just, uh, I, I guess I've always not really hated USC, but my favorite college phrase about other teams being bad is USC, and that is, you can't spell suck without USC. I just think that that's just, it's so perfect. It fits together so well. But Lincoln Riley, I mean, the guy, he does the same thing all the time. He's like Bobby Petrino without scandals. He constantly does offense, 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 and doesn't bother with his defense. And his defense was bloody horrible in that game. Uh, okay. What else we got? Well, did you see today? I know we're going to talk about a couple of, uh, well, I guess let's move on to the next couple of items that you have on the list. Okay. <laughs> You're waiting for me. 
Uh, yeah. Another guy, another very important cog for next season for Nebraska football announced his official return today when Anthony Grant, uh, I believe, yeah, it was on Twitter, said he would be back this year. That makes Anthony Grant and A.J. Allen coming back. And that, you know, that's a good news. I mean, the more those guys that can come yeah. back is uh, we're going to be better off. Uh, the other big thing, the other big news well, do you have any comments on those? No, I think I mean, that's great. A... Uh, those two guys, the, in my mind, you know, Ramir Johnson looked good at the end of the season, and I think there's still a lot of questions about, you know, what the hell was the deal with Ramir? You know, maybe he was hurt, but they didn't release that information. I don't know. But, you know, the two best running backs from last year are going to return. And hopefully one of those young guys, I'm specifically thinking about the kid from Minnesota, Emmett Johnson. You know, hopefully – um, he's got something going too, um, but that's definitely a positive that we have those two running backs coming back. No question. The the that room is that position group group is stocked. Uh, yeah. The other big news today out of Nebraska football was that Matt Rule has hired two more. Well, number one, he hired the what was it? The tight ends coach, the coach from Texas, the high school guy that's won yep. eight bazillion games. Bob, it was a Bob Wager. Yeah, I, th I think so. Last name was Wager, W-A-G-E-R. Coach Wager. There you go. There you go. Coach Wager. That's his official name now. Uh, that guy looks solid. Looks like. And then two more Panthers assistants are joining Matt Rule's Nebraska staff after the Saints game. Rob Dvorak, Dvoracek will coach linebackers, and Garrett McGuire will be the Cornhuskers that Cornhuskers wide receiver coach, uh, both played for and coached with Matt Rule well, previously. Does does McGuire? I saw a picture of McGuire. Does he have to graduate from high school before he can coach <laughs> at Nebraska? <laughs> it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? My goodness uh, gracious, he looks like a kid. Looks like you know, just like an all-American. Well, his dad. You know, here's the interesting thing about it. You know, we talked about Coach Wagger. Um, high school coach from Texas being on the coaching staff. Well, when Matt Rule went to Baylor, he hired Joey McGuire, who was a high school coach, a, a very successful Texas high school coach, as an assistant. Well, Joey McGuire happens to be um, the head coach at Texas Tech now. So, you know, he went from being a big-time Texas high school coach and assistant for Matt Rule at Baylor. Now he's running the Red Raiders down there. And Garrett McGuire is, in fact, his son. So, um you know, Matt Rule has, you know, he's uh, filled his on-field coaching staff. I'm sure that, you know, there's only uh, probably 37 more off-the-field positions that he'll probably fill since he's going to run this as a as a, a real football program rather than uh, poker playing buddies um, football clubs. So, okay, wait a minute. Wait, hold that thought. Matt Hanson. Wide receivers coach is 23, so he can drink legally. But what you just said, Todd, what you just said, buddies, is Matt Rule just hiring his buddies? Well, you know, that's what everybody wants. Matt Rule, maybe he is. I don't know if he's buddies with these guys, but he's familiar with these guys. He's got a history with these guys. And I don't see what everybody is all bent out of shape about um, hiring people that you've coached with before. Now, for Nebraska fans, it's easy to point a finger at the last guy. Well, the last guy hired a bunch of guys that didn't have that much experience coaching. And, 
rumor has it, he wasn't particularly social with this bunch of guys that were his assistant right. coaches. In fact, it was some of those very assistants that were the ones that were complaining to the athletic department about Scott Frost not running the program in a positive direction. Scott was hanging with, you know, his old buddy from Wood River and his buddy from Nebraska City and some of his other buddies that uh, he'd collected over the years. Uh, so, yeah, so what overall, we look at a coaching staff. What do you think all, uh, you, you know, overall of the Matt Rule coaching staff? I mean, he had, I mean, we well, don't, we don't get a choice, right? It's not like we get no, a vote on he's, him. He's, he's brought in people that he's familiar with. Um, you know, he hasn't coached with all of them, but he's, he's familiar with them. And there's a blend of experience. You know, I think he's got some people that um, have been under the gun, um, you know, who have, who have seen a lot, you know, he's got a couple of guys that are a little crusty and he's got some young guys that are going to sounds like this, uh, defensive backs coach sounds like he watches more film than a Hollywood producer does, you know? And, um, uh, so he's got, he's got a, a good blend, good. The coaching staff's filled. Let's move on. Let's get ready for spring. You know, they got a lot of recruiting to do yet. Um, and then we'll see where things are at. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna catch up on some comments. Uh, Stephanie Jackson with the Big Ten. Stephanie Jackson says the Big Ten West was historically garbage this year. Bad time to have the worst coach in history leading the charge. That's that. Yeah. Agreed. And she yes. also says this: France gets retired next year. What do you think of that, Todd? Coach Ferentz he won a, is going to. He won a. He won a bowl game. Yeah, well, and they're going to put another banner up, another bowl game banner up. Um, you know, um, Coach Ferentz is going to leave when he wants to leave. Um, that is true. He's. You look. You look at. You look at the situation at Iowa, and fifty um, percent. Or more. Well, well, I'm going to say over 50 percent of the fan base wanted him gone four, five, six years ago. Um, uh, Gary Barta is not going to fire Kirk Ferentz. Not going to happen. Um, there are people there that will argue that he's earned the right to decide when he leaves. Well, we've seen that turn ugly, i.e. Bobby Bowden, i.e. Joe Paterno, you know, those types of things. Um, but. I think that the factor that will be in play is I, my gut feeling is that Brian Ferentz is going to be back next year. I don't think Gary Barta has the cojones to get rid of Brian Ferentz. And Dude, go ahead, go ahead. And and if Brian Ferentz doesn't make vast improvements with that offense and change his methodology. He's going to have to have a personality lobotomy for one thing. <laughs> but if, if Brian Ferentz can't turn that offense around, then I think the heat is probably going to be so hot. I, I, don't think, I don't think that Kirk Ferentz is going to leave his son, hang his son out to dry. And, right. you know, it's Gary Barta 
that has authority over that position because of nepotism laws. But Gary Bart has got his head so far up Ference's yoo-hoo that um, – His yoo-hoo? I was, I was a little vulgar. Okay. Okay. <laughs> listen. Listen. It's okay. I I've... <laughs> Okay. Did you see oh, Gary oh, oh. Roger Moore. See... That is the quote of the year. Oh. Wait a minute. I need to make a comment first, and then we'll put it up there. Well, I'll put it up there now. Here, did you see Gary, Gary Barta's comment about Brian Ferenc? I was, saw it, but honestly, I, can't, I did not internalize it. There was a quote about, uh, he was asked about Brian Ferenc, and he said, uh, basically, I will evaluate him, but the process will be the same thing that Kirk would use. And why would you say that publicly? I mean, honestly, unless you're a complete idiot, why would you say that publicly? Wouldn't you say something like, yes, I'll be giving Brian a fair evaluation as the offensive coordinator, and we'll decide to yeah. refer, to go from here. You would say a non-statement, but basically you just came out and said, yeah, I'm going to, Kirk's going to evaluate him. You know what I mean? Just say nothing. Exactly. It's just so, they're, uh, I guess they don't have to care what people think. They're getting paid shit tons of money. All right. Uh, Roger Moore, for people listening to the podcast, says, uh, Todd loves his line, Children's Hospital is waiting for him, waving for him to leave. So about Kirk Ferentz. I think, I think that quote should start our first quote Hall of Fame for the Monday Night Therapy. I mean, that is just an awesome quote. Can Cade McNamara save Brian's John, job? This is from MK. Well, He's he could, but you know, Cade McNamara is going to have to play within the system that Brian Ferentz runs, and you know that is that that offense where they throw the ball to the tight end, where they run those outside zones. You know that that offense has succeeded in years past. Um, it hasn't looked good the last couple of years. Um, so, I, I don't know. I my, you, know my con, you know what my comment on that is? Yeah, I'd like to he, know. He, he, he can't save his job if all the receivers keep transferring. Well, that is I, true. You know, I mean, yeah. who, was, who was Charlie Jones is probably one of the best receivers in the Big Ten. You know, and he came yep. out of Iowa, went to Purdue, and helped them win the Big Ten West. Uh Okay, we, da, 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 I'm going to go ahead with this one. Todd Hilker asked, did that four-star player pickups today he was going to announce, I think, I believe he's referring to Cameron Leonard, who said he is announcing his commitment tomorrow on ESPN during the fourth quarter of the UA All-America game. The game starts at 5 p.m. I don't know if it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern. There's two crystal ball picks for Nebraska announcing tomorrow. So now this guy's a defensive end. Yeah, and then there's a D back too, defensive back. Okay, here's your question, Todd, from James Marshall, who says the bull opt-outs threaten to kill the bull season. Can anything be done? My idea is for the NFL to drop out to drop opt-outs to the fourth round of the draft. Well, 
nobody would do that because the NFL owners are all greedy sons of bitches and they are going to take every opportunity to draft the best players as soon as possible because it benefits them. So yeah. the, the NFL is not going to cooperate with the NCAA. No, um, the NFL is only going to do things that benefit the NFL. I, so. I tell you what, though, I, I don't disagree with you, James. I, I mean, you're absolutely right, right spot on. I think the bowl opt-outs, um, they really do hurt hurt the games. And um, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to overstate this, or I'm going to try not to overstate it. Um, I really wasn't all that interested in the bowl games this year. Um, and I can't say that I was really all that interested last year. And while I was never of John's opinion where every bowl game's a great game because it's another college football game we get to watch, I never had that opinion. Um, but, you know, I used to get excited about watching a lot of bowl games. And I don't know, the luster's kind of off for me. And Okay, wait, wait. Wait, are you going to feel that way now that we go into the cold, dark, horribleness of the offseason? There's, there's I got wrestling, no John. I got wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know, I don't suffer like a lot of people. <laughs> so, but, you know, James brings up a really good point. And I think something, you know, like uh, the example I gave earlier, Nick Saban's boys played. They played. Um, I think it's I think it's a total lack of respect for your teammates, lack of respect for your coach and coaches, your school. I, I think it's one of the most selfish things that happens. It's bullshit. I don't just dis- I don't disagree with that. I mean, I kind of looked. I was looking forward to Purdue playing LSU, and then everything was just, you know, shit. So, okay, what do we got up? What do we have up next? We're at 38 minutes, Todd. Do we want to go through these? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. We can talk you about... Picked ten. You, know, you picked 10. I didn't get quite to 10. How many did uh, you get? I, I don't know. I just tried to counter yours. You took all the good ones. You, okay, what we're talking about is this. Tonight's show's theme was the uh, top 10, our top 10 predictions for Nebraska for 2023 and what happened was you know Todd and I decided we become more organized and if you can tell we actually are more organized I would like to try to figure out how on the layout of this thing that I can actually post tweets so people can get an idea of what I'm talking about and I'm kind of working on that if you've seen the couple reaction videos it did where I'm down in the corner I'm trying to figure out how to use some software that will display it a little bit differently and I'm really slow at this I work on servers, not the user side of things. So it's well. I'll tell you, you know, let's balance okay. this a little bit. You read one of yours, and then I'll read one of mine, and then when we're are we out, going we're in out. order. Are we going? Well, you are we going in let's order? start. Yeah, start at the top of the list, and I'll throw some in because I got some better ones at the bottom where you didn't add any. <laughs> it doesn't look like. I was going to make something up off the top of my head. Oh, okay. It'd probably be terrible. Okay, are we start? Let's start at number ten. Okay. Go with yours. Okay. My number – okay, so these are predictions for Nebraska athletics. No major sport head coach is going to be fired this year. They're all going to survive. We're not – Trev Alberts is not going to have to fire any head coach. Okay. 
And my, my prediction that went along with that, because I tried to kind of stay along the theme of what you're doing, is I, I went out on, way out on a limb and I said, there will be less sorrow about Nebraska sports in 2023. <laughs> well, I, I agree that that's going to be the case. And you know what? If the teams aren't playing so bad that you got to fire a coach, then there probably will be less sorrow. So I can kind of see how that's connected. Um, okay, number number nine. Softball will make it two big, big 10 championships in a row. They're going to win the second big 10 championship in a row. And I'm saying that in large part. I know that they they lost some pitching, but they're going to be solid. And um, Michigan's longtime head coach, she retired this year. And so I, I don't know that Michigan is going to be um, you know, that strong of a team. Okay, mine, mine to counter that was, as I said, baseball will make the Big Ten tournament. They did not last year. So I went way out on a limb this year and said, yes, Man. we'll be in the, in the Big Ten tournament. I haven't looked at baseball yet. You know, that's not until February for me. Well, I, I think that's a pretty good bet. Uh, they should at least. <laughs> Is it bold? That's not yeah, well, bold. Well, <laughs> okay, here's my next one. And and I'm really getting the cart ahead of the horse. I, I put it down as a prediction so that next year I can say it again. I can say, well, I was a year ahead. I really don't think this is going to happen in 2023, but I do think it might happen by the end of 2024, is that uh, Trev Alberts is going to announce that Nebraska is adding women's wrestling as a competitive sport at Nebraska. And Rob Zadika's daughter is going to be the first one that commits to the team because she's one tough female wrestler up there in Elkhorn. So what's the deal with female wrestling? Give us a little it's bit a good on way, that. It's a good way for schools to get in closer in compliance with Title IX, for one. It's the fastest growing girls' sport at the high school level in the country. Really? And, I did not know um, this. It is. And Iowa finally sanctioned it. And every state around Iowa that bordered Iowa had already sanctioned it. It's been sanctioned in Nebraska for a couple of years now. Um, and the University of Iowa is the only Division I women's team. And they will officially begin in the 23-24 year. They've got wrestlers there on scholarship. They're competing unattached. But if, if Nebraska, if Nebraska does it right, they'll add women's wrestling. I did, you know, it sounds interesting. Just just a note on Title IX, just in case you guys, the understanding about Title IX is this. Uh, we have 22 sports. It's Having Title IX compliance is not about having the same number of sports. It's about having the student body athletes or the the percentage or the number of students, oh my God, finish that statement, Todd. It's, it's having the percentage of scholarships represent the percentage of the student body. So if 52% right. of your students on campus are females, then 52% of your scholarships should be to females. Thank you. Good job. There you go. Okay, where, wait, what? You We're going to take this. You're going to take this comment from Beetle B. Hockey yeah, because be in Nebraska also. And look at what happened, Todd. You predicted women's wrestling, and I predicted 
Someone will ask when the Huskers will start a hockey team. It, it literally, my predictions are already coming true, Todd. They're already coming I, my, true. My extremely bold, out on the limb, wild predictions are, are coming true. All right, number seven. Chubba Purdy, Richard Torres, and Mike Polly will all leave the football team prior to the start of the 23, 2023 football season. That's three quarterbacks. I'm not familiar There's, with Mikey Polly. Well, Mikey Polly is a walk-on from Overland Park, Kansas, and he also plays baseball, so he's got a backup plan. And um, so he's I, – I just – there's eight quarterbacks. Eight right. quarterbacks. We have a guy. Yep, and some, some are going to leave. Oh, my God, I closed my screen. I'm lost. Okay, uh, my prediction to counter Todd's prediction says Nebraska will find two more offensive or defensive line transfers before fall camp 2023. In other words, we will go into 2000, the fall camp in August with more offensive line or defensive linemen than we currently have right now. So I know I'm going, again, a bold prediction. Uh, number six. Uh, women's basketball will get at least one win in the NCAA tournament. Do you think that's, they played that's pretty kind good of bold. the other night? Yeah. yeah well, they, did you watch the Indiana game? Watched. Yeah, I watched the overtime. <laughs> I, sh I should have watched earlier than that, I guess. Yeah. It, you know, if, if you want to talk about officiating, my God, women's basketball is just so. You know, it's like the Michael Jordan thing. If you ever touched Michael Jordan, it was a foul. If you ever breathed too hard on him, it was a foul. The home teams and the better and the the highly ranked teams, I, women's officiating drives me completely batshit insane. What did I counter with this? I my bold prediction, and this is a bold prediction. Uh, the men's basketball team will get to a postseason tournament. Now I am going to I am going to put a disclaimer with that as long as Derek Walker and Sam Greasel don't get injured. But I <laughs> I am looking at the Big Ten right now, and I think we're just going to win enough games to you know maybe make the NIT, and that is uh, that is it's a postseason uh, tournament. You know, it is, and that's bold. Okay, go ahead with your number okay. five. My number five is a new and much improved tunnel walk song and video will be developed. And old fogey fans who believe that Bob Devaney wrote serious will write thousands of letters to Trev complaining about the changes. So you want to, you want to change the tunnel walk? I do. What do you want to change it to? Do you have any ideas? No, I don't have any good ideas. Okay, well, then we'll come up with stuff for a future show because it's going to go. be a long season, you know, when the bulls end and there is yeah. no college football. So my, my bold prediction to that changes during the game day atmosphere. I just closed this damn thing again. i got to get used to this software. We started new, using new software to track stuff. Uh, where to go? The student section will be moved to the end zone above the tunnel so that they can be near their student athletes and sing the fight songs with them when they leave the when the players leave the field move the students down to where the tunnel is so they can all meet together they're all students together they all go to classes all, a lot of other schools do this and it's fun for everybody for crying out loud 
And uh, what I said, my last line in this is, uh, they will have fun and people will hate it. Because apparently a lot of people hate it when you actually have fun and you're young. I yeah. kind of hate it sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> I hate it sometimes because I just resent the fact that they're young. And, I'll, you know, I'm not anymore. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one Husker wrestler will reach the NCAA finals, either Mikey Labriola or Peyton Robb. I think they'll have another one in the championship round. Ridge Lovett made it last year, got second. I think one guy will make it this year. So. I didn't have one for this, but I'm going to make something up off the top of my head. Nebraska will have a baseball pitcher who competes for whatever the top award is for baseball pitchers in the Big Ten. And pitcher he'll be very young. Pitcher of the year, very young guy. Okay. I don't know who that is yet. We'll have to look later. Okay, My next number one, three. Football team will go bowling in 2023. The football team will go bowling in 2023. Now, maybe to a bowl game or maybe it'll just be a team bonding exercise out at Sun Valley Lanes, but the team will go bowling in 2023. My bold prediction is that football, Nebraska football, will beat Minnesota Colorado, Wisconsin, and Iowa, but not Northwestern. I don't know, you know, because that's how the mysterious Big Ten works. Uh, well, number two. I said the volleyball team will play in the final four. And I said the volleyball team will win the Big Ten. Because if you're going to say they're playing in the final four, I'm going to go with they're going to win the Big Ten. It's amazing how much pressure we put on our volleyball team. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. And it's incredible that they continue to play at such a high level. Um, I'm going to modify my You're going to modify. One. Okay. Yeah. You're going to modify it on Because I'm fly. not quite so confident. I'm going to say that Matt, Matt Rule is going to – well, I'll, I'll stick with what I said originally. Matt Rule is okay. going to bring in three five-star prospects to Nebraska in 2023. And I did not come up with a number one to counter that because my number one was going to be that we were going to go to a bowl game, but uh, you took that. So we still have 55 people here. How, how many of you guys, how many of you think we're going to make a bowl game? And we'll see. Because I, I, here's... Here's one subject that I think that uh, I'll bring up really quick. Uh, you have Sonny Dykes has TCU in the national title game. All right. One year, yep. he has a first-year coach, right? At TCU. Yeah, at TCU. Last year, TCU was 5-7. and seven. Now they're in the college football playoff or college football national title game. Uh, oh, come on. Tulane. Who is it? Willie Fritz? Yep. He went from 2 and 10 to 10 and 2. Both of these guys are going to screw up everybody's expectations because they're both outliers yeah. of that big a turnaround. But the problem with outliers like that is everybody, and you can already see this on social media. If you go to Facebook pages like the Omaha paper or the, that other paper, uh, what you're going to see is. People say, mentioning Sonny Dykes did this in one year, why can't Matt rule? And it, I just, I look at that and I go, what the hell is with people that they can't go, that is the exception rather than the rule. 
You know, so we're already pushing this. You're already pushing yeah. this. Drink the Kool-Aid. All right, let's, you know what? We should bring in some of these. Do you have any comments on that? And then we'll bring, well, in, yeah, some yeah, bring in some bring it. There's some really good ones that have been coming up here. And I, I want to echo what you're saying. I think that it's set up some incredibly unrealistic expectations. I've read a lot on Twitter, especially, you know, if Sonny Dykes can do it in one year, then Matt Rule can do it in one year. And, you know, it, it is, those are outliers. Those are definitely outliers. And, you know, Sonny Dykes, he, he you know, he he rolled sevens, you know, or whatever you want to call it. That wouldn't be a good roll. His come out roll was a seven. He hit it because so many of those players were portal players. And the fact that, you know, he was able to assemble a team that strong with so many unknowns is is amazing, in my opinion. All right, we're gonna go through some of these comments. Uh, let's see, Fong Wei Robin, a regular guy who's here a lot, says Rule will have them bowl eligible with his eyes closed. With his I eyes closed, Todd. Yeah, well, eyes closed to me would indicate that it's easy. I don't think it's going to be easy. I mean, when I say bowl eligible or go bowling as a bonding experience at Sun Valley Lanes, that would indicate my belief is they'll squeak by. And that would be six wins. And, you know, I've said it before. I hate putting numbers on things. My, my definition of success is Nebraska plays hard-nosed, tough, disciplined football, and they're better next year than they were this year. That's going to be my definition of success. And if that leads to six wins, then we'll be in a bowl game. MK says the Nebraska travel industry needs this. They probably do. James Marshall says seven and five is within reach of the program next year. Uh, Joel Tilson says rule will bring discipline to the Huskers. I believe that. I mean, I believe that. I believe you know, that. We have had the same problems for years, though. I mean, turnovers and false start penalties. It, you know, Mike Riley and that other guy we fired. I mean, that problem has been around for a while. Uh, Matt yep. Hansen is the shows that he's extremely intelligent and says I'm tempering my expectations. Uh, Vince Watson That's says kind of my opinion too. Vince Watson says three or four wins more likely. Uh, and Matt Hansen comes back with not going to be easy with our roster at this time. That's why I'm thinking you know if we pick up another offensive lineman or defensive lineman that out of the portal so they have playing experience. And they, uh, you know, they have experience playing at the Division One level. I think that would go a long way to helping us be a better team. Uh, you know, Joel one thing I would say, and it kind of relates to one of those comments you put up there. I'm not sure it involves the. It would. It, I don't know how much it would affect the Nebraska travel industry, other than those that plan trips out of state. But I guarantee you that if Nebraska makes a bowl game next year. There will be a lot of Nebraska fans, and it won't be one of those empty-ass stadiums like we've seen so many times over the last few weeks. I mean, it's horrible, the attendance at some of those games. Horrible. What, what if it's the pinstripe bowl? Nebraska fans will go to the pinstripe bowl. Would you go to the pinstripe bowl? Yes, I would. I would love it. I love New York City. and I've never and, been there. 
Oh, New York City is so fun. I had friends that went to the Pinstripe Bowl when um, Iowa State played there a few years ago. And they put together some really interesting packages. In fact, on a day trip, they went up to uh, up the, I think, up the Hudson River, up to uh, the Army, uh, the Military Academy, and toured that place. So there's so much to do in New York City. Yeah. Well, I, I spent a lot of my life going, uh, taking vacations to the middle of nowhere. Whether I was hunting or I was going to Boy Scout camps or, you know, I went up to the Boundary Waters mm -hmm. uh, with my son one time. That was, I, that's the kind of stuff I'd love to do, but nobody wants me doing that stuff anymore. So I probably couldn't do it anyway. Uh, okay. Matt Ham Hansen comes back with the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if I if we went to the Bahamas Bowl and I wanted to go, Heidi would want to go. I'm guessing if she said the Pinstripe Bowl, you can go the hell by yourself. So, you know, maybe we'll see that. Okay, 56 minutes, we'll come back and we're going to address some of this, uh, what happened tonight on Monday Night Football because uh, James Marshall point, okay, do you, what was the guy's name? Hold on a second. What we have is... Damar Hamlin, safety, okay. Buffalo Bill safety, Damar Hamlin. <clears throat> All right, and James Marshall points out that it was just a clean tackle, nothing remarkable. Uh, Joel Tilson asked, was the Monday night football game suspended for tonight? Yes, it was. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing about this, you know, every, every week, I'm a heart attack survivor and a brain injury survivor, and every week uh, I'm on Facebook groups, and it, literally every day, on our Facebook groups for heart attack survivors and TBI survivors, we're dealing with people that just had heart attacks. And some of these incidents are horrifying and terrible. And it's amazing what people can live through and still pretty much recover their lives. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is uh, I guess what I want to say is this stuff happens every day to every uh, people all over the place. I mean, I think there's some statistic like a heart attack happens every 40 seconds in the United States. So we don't know what's happening with the guy. I know that if you're on Twitter, one of the things about Twitter, and I bring Twitter up a lot here, is Twitter is the most amazing thing for live sports ever. I think it can be the funnest place possible. Well, when disasters hit or bad things happen, it's also the worst place possible because everybody starts bringing in whatever they can, you know, whatever the worst case scenarios are, because what we can do is, uh, what we do is we catastrophize everything. We think about the worst things possible. And I guess that's evolutionary goes back to us being in caves and thinking about what's going to kill us next. But I guess the only thing you can do right now is, uh, you know, hope that the guy turns out okay. Uh, but, you know, we don't know. And, oh my God, somebody, I'm not going to read that. There was a slack room that's really, quite frankly, irresponsible if somebody out on the internet really stupid comment about the whole thing. All right, we're at 59, we're at 59.30. Anything else, Todd, anything you want to bring up? No, I, I'll tell you what. Should, um, we, should we give people homework? Well, yeah. Next week, we should. Yeah. What should yeah. we give them homework about? Um. Well. 
We'll think about that and we'll start coming up with homework for people. Yeah, I guess I don't have a good homework assignment. We'll have to, you know, we've we've only taken our <laughs> <laughs> MK says no. <laughs> um, we've only taken our first step towards better organization. Better organization. Okay. So yeah, now true. we'll be better organized and we will okay. be forward thinking. Forward okay. thinking. Forward thinking. Is that is that another term for progressive? What are you doing here? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, MK, we won't give you homework this week. And Matt Hansen says, John, can your dog eat my homework? You know what? My dog is eating a lot of stuff this week. Like the rest of us, my God, there has been so much sugar. And look at this. Look at this. You see this? There are still cheese balls left in the Christmas cheese ball container. And it's really disappointing that not everybody was excited about cheese ball. The dog will eat these, by the way, because the dog will, he will eat paper. Uh, she will eat paper and she will, uh, she constantly eats the paper towels and, you know, if you leave the paper plates around, those are getting eaten too. I don't know if that's common for dogs or whether the hell the deal is. Uh, Ted Hilker says, I think I'll pass on the homework also. This was, this would be fun homework. We wouldn't actually We will give you, like, you fun homework. Fun yeah, homework. we won't I'd like to ask you to write an essay on why birds can fly over the Himalaya mountains. No, we might make you, we might ask you, we might ask you, you know, to <laughs> decide whether or not the new Herbie Husker mascot should have brown or blonde hair. Important yeah. matters Important as it applies to the University of Nebraska. Okay, Todd, we're going to have to address this because Terrible Just Terrible said this earlier about wrestling. Terrible Just Terrible said those wrestlers are losing 20 pounds just for like 50 people to show up at Devaney. And I know that you want to respond to that. And now he's also just said, uh, I used to eat paper when I was cutting weight for wrestling. So Todd, for the, at the end of the show, I want you to go ahead and this guy is disparaging <laughs> your favorite sport or one of your favorite sports. He is well, disparaging, he, he's disparaging our life. I'll tell you what, true, those guys are dropping a lot of weight. Some of them, you know, 20 pounds or whatnot. But weight loss, weight cutting has changed so much since back in the day when I was wrestling and, and when I was coaching. Uh, these guys are in a lot better health. They're doing it the right way. Um, for 50 people at Devaney, um, I tell you what, I've been to quite a few wrestling meets at Devaney recently, and um, uh, there's a few more than – 50. Uh, they draw a decent crowd. And uh, if they bring in, you know, a, a quality Big Ten opponent like Iowa or Penn State, um, if they, uh, you know, even Minnesota and Michigan and Oklahoma State, when they bring those teams in, the fans show up and and uh, it's not a packed house, uh, but it's a damn good crowd. And uh, Nebraska wrestling fans are pretty passionate. So, um yeah. They also um, had the Minnesota and Iowa fans, and, you know, when they all get together, it's a great show. It is a great and, show. You know, if you can get Rutgers in there and uh, who else? Yeah. Is the Rutgers, those guys were – those people were crazy. Who else was crazy? 
Well, I don't think you, Illinois, you, most of the other teams are not no. that crazy. The Iowa, State, fans, the Iowa fans and the Iowa coaches, they put on a show. You, they, should bump, they should bump the price of the tickets up just for the entertainment value of watching Tom and Terry Brands, particularly Terry Brands. There's a reason Terry Brands is not a head coach. The guy cannot. He has no self-control. None. Absolutely none. <laughs> terrible it's terrible comes back and says i haven't been for a while you should go maybe that's a part yeah. of homework is to go to some husker events of things that you have never been to and come back and tell us about them there you go well hey okay. john we better we better sign yep. off tonight we better sign off uh prayers guy the, the nfl dude uh everybody hopes that he turns out okay and everything turns out well yeah. take care of yourself todd yeah. Hey, you too, John. Hey, good night, John. Good night, Todd.